Welcome back to Gritty Gaze. Howdy, welcome back, or welcome to our first official episode. First Long official. Yeah. yeah, last one obviously was just a intro. quick introductory episode, but we're coming back to you now, beginning of Pride Week. Happy Pride. Happy Pride, everyone. Uh, we're fueled today by our friends over at Happy Cup in uh, Portland, Oregon. I don't know if uh, anyone's been there. If you have not, great, great coffee shop. They... Um, are run by people with developmental disabilities and they really do a lot of strong work for that community so definitely want to support them all we can yeah of course and the coffee's good which is oh the coffee so it really counts for me yes they they do i learned today that they do a bourbon barrel aged nitro which i'm definitely gonna have to try um oh, that's fancy yeah so uh yeah today we're uh, today's episode is gritty work we're going to talk about you know some work experience and kind of what we've what we've seen and what we think could be improved what we want to celebrate yeah uh just talk about work and uh how work has changed i know it's changed so much after the pandemic and uh right you know uh work culture in america period about what's what's going on in the states you know um and we're going to get into that and yeah, and just, you know, chit-chat a little. We were uh, chatting about, I was telling Nick, Nick, it's like June 1st, it's, it's Pride Month. He's like, oh yeah, happy Pride. Um, and I'm excited. It's weird because I've celebrated Pride a couple times, gone to Pride festivals, but like not, was never really invested in it or whatnot, but I believe this is the time to show up. Um, Everyone totally you can show, represent, be, be heard, take up space, you know? Uh, sometimes it's scary. It's still scary for me at some places, believe it or not. Um, just because uh, that's what we're raised with, you know. Uh, one way, not the other, which is not the way to, to be. Just love. and So, yeah, it's show up. This, this Pride season, uh, that's my goal. My personal goal is to show up. I was telling him, I was like, I'm going to try to do as much Pride stuff as I can because I never have. I've always been kind of like... Um, not forced or like pushed, but I've always gone to a couple prides just because a group of friends went or whatever that, and they're like, you've never gone or whatnot. So I've done it, but I've never, I did the parade once in San Diego and that was way long, but it was fun to do. It was hot. I it, yeah. The parade typically is super long, but if you find like a good shady corner and just hang out there, it's usually pretty good. Yeah. And my spouse isn't about like being in the heat and whatnot. So it was funny because we went with a group of friends and there were new friends there and uh, there was a group of lesbians who were like, we'll just walk to the festival. It's like super close. Yeah, I don't trust hiking lesbians. It was legit like <laughs> three miles away walking through like Balboa Park, San Diego. We were, my war husband was giving me the worst looks. Like it's my fault. And I was like, oh, I'm in, I'm in it. Like I'm right. for it. But it, it's fun and it, it was great. So everybody go out there, celebrate. Um, yeah, absolutely. And like Frank was saying, show up. And I think, you know, especially showing up in your place of work is super important. Um, I know for years I worked for companies that, you know, I had coworkers who and, you know, superiors who might not be um, out or I was actually going to say um, supportive of the community. Um, and then, you know, a few years ago I worked for a company and we had a new CEO come in. She did this whole interview with everyone, um, every single employee, and basically just asked, like, what do you want to see from the company? Um, what would you, 
you know, just like to happen overall in this new shift from an old CEO to a new one. And I, I was really hesitant and kind of nervous to say something because I was in a room full of a bunch of people. Yeah. And I just raised my hand and I said, I think it'd be really cool if we could participate in Pride and, you know, have a float and march at the parade. And she just immediately said, oh, is that like a thing? Do, do companies do that? And I said, absolutely. Like, especially here in Portland, tons of companies sign up to do it. And she just said, absolutely, let's make it happen. So Pride came rolling around and I reached because out to her and was like, hey, you know, you said we could do participate in Pride. Let's do it. And she just like contacted HR. We got it done and we marched in Pride. It was the first time that I had marched with a company of my own in Pride. Um, and it was the first time that company had ever done it. So, I mean, if you speak up, cool things could happen. It was a really awesome experience. Yeah, it's uh, it's great when companies like uh, make you feel included because we forget uh, half of our life is spent like in work. That's a I mean a BS like statistic, but I'm assuming like I mean well, that's what we do, right? We gotta survive. So you, it's weird that even me like in my twenties like just not being out like at certain at work or certain events or like it's just weird it's like why why not now now I'm older I'm like that's so weird like why not like it, it, just be proud and and like we, we we're talking about this like it doesn't take away from anything or anyone it's just including more people that why wouldn't you want to be included why wouldn't you want to be loved why wouldn't you just thrive you know absolutely and to that point you know when I used to work in a lot of food service based industries and retail, it was always like, you know, you're wearing all black or something like very standard and bland. Um, and then when I worked into an office job, I did a lot of, you know, the like button downs with the tie and tried to be all businessy. Um, and then I started working for this company here in uh, North Portland and they made a really strong point in the beginning of, you know, when you are your true self at work, not only are you going to thrive, but your work is going to thrive. The company is going to thrive. You're not, you know, constantly self-conscious about things and worried. Oh, are people going to going to figure out who I am or yes. judge me for oh who I gosh, am? That thing, right? So when you can be your true self in your work environment, it makes all the difference in the world. And that that's one thing I will always be grateful to that company for is that they that was the first place that I worked. You know in my entire life that I felt comfortable being myself wearing clothes that I wanted like floral stuff flowy stuff you know things that may not fit into that like heteronormative idea of male gender you know it, to me I think that fashion doesn't have gender so I kind of in this last company was like all right I'm gonna wear what I want to wear and it was great and I don't think I would ever work a place that I wouldn't feel that way in the yeah, future. Yeah. I mean, we have choices, right? You can, and and if that's you, like he he had a point. Yeah, like if you can be your full self at work, uh, I feel you work more productively. I feel you work more at ease. And the main thing mm -hmm. is, you want to wake up and be okay with going to work. You're gonna like going to work. Like, uh, yeah, it's 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 just baffling people that still hide and. I mean, you have some people have to for survival, which still right. sucks, and that'll always be a thing. But that's why pride exists because if there's no visibility, we all just go literally to be cliche back in the closet. And why? Why? So you can have people unhappy, people 
commit suicide, uh, things that like should not happen. It's just basic. It's just basic happiness, right? Isn't what is America the pursuit of happiness, right? Right. Like that's that's it, and and why. Like I was telling you, like celebrating it and and being and and being prideful of who you are, does not take away from anybody else anything from anybody else. And so do it. Let's be prideful. Like I'm, we're gonna document when we like we do some on the go uh, podcasting when we're out and about and and maybe ask some people why why they go to pride, not just because let's get crazy, drink, have fun, whatever. That's all about it. But a lot of people have. Um, We'll, we'll definitely be doing plenty of that too. We got the VIP tickets, so yes. we can do that, you know, exactly. at ease. Because we're older, you know. Well, I'm older. I can't, I can't be trampling about with them twenty-something-year-olds like in the sun. I'd like no, you know. I look like with my fan. I'll just sit under a tree somewhere, you know. But right, Fra Frank and I went to a uh, Memorial Day. We'll just call it that barbecue this past weekend and. I probably went a little harder than I should have, but yeah, same here. I it was, was worth like, it. it was worth it. I was like gone. I was like, we gotta go, or else we like, I won't make it. But it was fun. Yeah, fun time for sure. I didn't get to taste the eight-hour barbecue or whatever how long it took. <clears throat> we left an hour before it was done, and I was so angry about that. Oh That's yeah, funny. our friend Michaela's husband TJ made this incredible like barbecue. Smoke, smoke. Oh, like had a smoker me. outside. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Um, yeah, you definitely missed out on yeah, that. Yeah, whatever. Next time. I'm like, Next time. I, still need, I still need to text him that I need to taste his uh, meat. <laughs> taste that meat, that man meat, yes. His, his smoked man meat. Exactly. I don't think Michaela would mind. <laughs> no, I don't think she would. Um, but yeah, you know, we just, I think that we both have had quite a diverse work history. Yeah. You know, you being in a lot of theater, even office jobs. I came from, you know, like I said, a lot of service-based work into office positions. Um, were there ever any times where you really just felt othered at work? Um, I, well, my latest, um, it's weird. I, I managed retail a lot in my 20s and early 30s. Um, and I never thought of it like that. I was just who I was, you know? I was like, I never thought of like, oh, I need to come out, I need to. And people knew, like, it was a weird, so not really in retail, but once I jumped into the mortgage business and then operations with offices and stuff, that's a very uh, hetero, mask heavy, like sales, anything that's sales, you know, like the people making the big money that it runs like that. Like, I'll always remember like <laughs> the first like office job I was Frank the Tank, and oh, I'm like, God. yeah, and I was like, it's okay. I was like, <laughs> whatever makes you feel comfortable, but I'm like, you know, and and then that, that's when I felt a little, like, a little othered because I was like, oh, I'm not in that group of boys, you know what I mean? That, like, and then the, I, the sales bros. Yeah, like, well, like, they'll go out to drink or invite, you know, other people to go eat or do this or whatnot, yeah. and once I, they found out I was, like, more on the operation side, computer, more of, like, the horrible to say but it's more of the you know a lot of the processors underwriters all that are it's female heavy um right all of that computer work and, and operation and mortgages a lot of it is very female heavy and not the sales side believe it or not but even the sales ladies scare me more than the men they because they have to they have to they have to like i hate to say this it sounds horrible but like the man up or whatever be the God. be the like 
they're a little harder than the men. They're a little scarier. The women that I worked for scared me more than the men. The men I could kind of BS a little and get away with stuff. The women, like they like were like, no. Or I was more scared too because they held space differently because they had to. You know what I mean? So I never felt othered by, by the women and even the strong women. It was always the... You know the bros and the bros. And, and it's like you know what i'll just stay quiet and i was like if i stay quiet just do my work and whatnot which is like a horrible way to work to believe because like there were things that i wanted to do that that they did go do like certain events and i'm like but i was like i don't really talk to them so i'd just be like you said like just i'd be on my own you know what i mean i mm -hmm. I, I probably would have been invited to do certain events or whatnot but on my own like which makes no sense and and that's 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 I don't know how to put that. That's a, a hard, like, you want to be included, but then, like, also, you don't want to feel othered, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and, but I've never felt, I was never blatantly, like, thankfully, that I knew to my face was ever talked about or, or whatnot. I always get the whole, like, because I'm pretty, like, introvert until I get to know you. I always get people like, well, we didn't think of that on your side, which is weird to me. And the people were like, we never thought of you like girls or guys, you were just frank. So I was like, I may be like, not asexual to them, but like they just, once they got to know me, that wasn't in their, in their sphere to like think about that. Like, right. which is weird. Cause in high school, all my friends in high school the same way. They were like, we never realized that you'd never had girlfriends or boyfriends or anything. You were just frank. Like you were very in your, in your own, in your own world, I guess. I don't know. I, and, and like you were saying, like work, if it, they accept you and it makes you work better and more comfortably, like I, I believe that because the first few years of mortgages were very stressful for me because uh, almost as double life, you know, like like dress up, just do your thing, be as appropriate as you can, make that money, you know, like it's horrible, but basically be someone else. Yes, and it was the worst stress. Like I couldn't sleep, and it was not even just for the fact like certain work things, like certain deadlines. But I was like, I knew if I wasn't, it's horrible to say, but I knew if I wasn't gay and I was just part of that straight, like, basically most of the men I worked with were, were uh, Latino or white, you know? But if I was part of that boy group, I could have gotten away with so much more. You know what I mean? Like there was one, I remember there was this one guy who was like same age as me, sales guy, did not know anything. And he came in like brand new, didn't know, like he knew, his mom knew one of the sales guys, so he got the job came in already making more money than I did, and then did nothing. And like, when, when was this? This was like seven years ago, you know? Yeah. And um, I remember him coming in, sitting at his desk, pretend, making a few pretend phone calls, messing around on his computer, I could see it, whatever. And then I, what thing is- I've, I would, I've experienced this well, I would so handle, much. I would handle like the payrolls and stuff, because my boss, anyways, I would see the what people got paid. And I was like, he's getting paid thousands to sit there just because they don't want to um, mess the relationship they have with the mother who was one of the big builder home. She was one of the, the top people in the builder homes. So basically they gave him a Nepo kind of job. So I was like, this is horrible. Like here I can't sleep and I can't be my true self and do, this guy comes in hungover, whatever, just because, and I was like. Lounging around. Yeah, and I was like, and it gets to be fully who he is. Because we're seeing, he's showing us who he is by that work ethic, right? Oh, absolutely. Not even to come in like, hey, they're giving me this op, like my, I, need, I should make my money. Let me try to make money. No, like, 
he knew and I was like this is horrible like and it's and it's and another thing is horrible of course he was white so you know and it's like another thing it's like you're here grasping you're, to you're just exuding your privilege yes. by not doing anything and putting all the work on other Ugh. people yeah that that's very common I've seen that a lot in companies that I've worked for for sure yeah it's just it's just horrible and then like another like an example I had of, of like um in mortgages, you move with your whole office, you move to another company. So a whole office could be like, this is a certain office we work for, you know, ABC Mortgages. And then somehow ABC Mortgages is not supporting this whole office anymore because, you know, something's going on, they're making the business. So whatever, XYZ Mortgage says, hey, we'll support you, whatever. So come over to us, bring all your business. So the whole office will go, right? Right. So mind you, I have a friend who got me into the business. I'm in this office with her. And this is the bro type, right? And this this is where the male, my male privilege comes in because I know how to adapt, basically mask, become, you know, like whatever. We all get moved to this office, this new office, this new company we get to. The friend who brought me, who has been in it for years, she's like, I haven't gotten my offer. I was like, oh, you'll get it soon, you're whatever. I was like, I got mine to move over to the new company. Month in, she said, I still haven't gotten my offer two weeks and I still have it. I was like, are they not bringing her? I was like, she got me this job. She's been there for them forever. So a day before, instead of them having the cojones to tell her like, hey, we're not bringing you. They're like, oh, we're bringing you, but we don't really have a position for you, but we'll figure something out. So they bring her over and she's not doing much. And she's like, well, what What can I do? I'm, I'm weird, I'm in limbo. I, this is what I do. When can I get up? And so basically they held her over, brought her over, and then they fired her like two weeks in. Like over there, I was like, so why not just fire her from the beginning? But like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't have the balls to like. But then they took me over, who I had half the experience who she had, that she had. I don't even know what we were making money wise because I didn't want to ask. But they were like, I'd rather bring you over, and because basically, she didn't even push either. Like she wasn't a pusher or whatever. But she didn't like. I, I, she wasn't like a. A pushback person she wasn't like I'm not gonna do that or whatnot you know she was very so I don't understand that lot I never understood logic until it's like it's probably just because all of us that went were all male except for one other lady you know and right. it was like and I don't know it's just work work working to be stressed out and to deal with that is is not the best you know and like you said like it, mortgages are very masculine very heavy so uh I don't know, it helped me to, it's horrible, but it helped me to like not be my full self, which was horrible because I kept moving up and moving up and learning what I do now. It's like, I don't know how, everybody was scared of what I do. My position, people wouldn't want to do that because it's numbers and whatnot. And I just was like, I went in, not, since I didn't know, I was like, of course I'll do it and fearless. Right. And now it's easy to me, but like, and now I'm fully open with everything and people love it. And if they don't like it, and now I'm like in this whole like, well, that's, that's on you. I don't know what to do with that. It's absolutely And before I was like, oh, I want everybody to like me and at work, I don't want to ruffle feathers. And I'm like, that's no way to Fuck live because yeah. that adds to that stress. That adds to that stress of work. And you don't think if you not, like you said, not being your full self or present at work, it's adding to your actual workload. You know what I mean? It's, it's just making things more difficult. Yeah. How about yourself? Like how how and your. I mean, I mean couple, a couple things done? that you just talked about there. I'm just like, yeah, that totally just rings with me. I mean, I I worked for a couple of companies in you know the suburbs of Portland that were definitely a lot more backwards than you know the companies in Portland that I've worked for. 
Um, you know, I do remember at one company there were a bunch of, you know, super, super conservative men and women, honestly, who worked in uh, the warehouse and in, like the accounting department, that kind of thing, um, who, you know, I would see in the break room and I'd say hi and they would just like just look at me and walk away or sometimes like I would enter the break room and they would leave. Um, sometimes I'd be in the bathroom and people would walk in, see me, and just and turn leave. around and leave. Oh which, God. you know, I would justify in my head of like, oh, maybe they like have to take a shit or something and they don't want to <laughs> do it with someone in the room, you know? But it happened so often that I'm like, no, this, this has got to be like a thing. So I actually ended up using the um, like unisex, you know, family restroom um, a little bit more often just because that. I was just like, I'm not dealing with that at work. But That's crap. Yeah, exactly. And and that the last company that I worked for really showed me that it doesn't have to be like that. Like we were talking about, you know, the sales bros and stuff at that company out in Hillsboro. Absolutely. There were so many bros that worked there that very backwards thinking, very, you know, in that heteronormative world. Um, and then coming here to this company in Portland, the sales team was definitely very bro-y, but it was it was a very different kind of vibe. Like they were very accepting yeah, and loving. There, there, and there is that, you know? Absolutely. And so, like, not to not to discount all bros, because not all bros are douchebags, but, you know, I think that, again, if you are yourself at work and you basically, like you said, say, fuck it, I don't really care what other people think, I'm just going to do me, they can do them, then, yeah, you're going to thrive. And honestly, they're going to thrive because some of these people may not have been around a queer person who is that comfortable being themselves in front of them. So the more they're exposed to, you know, queer people, the better it's going to be, honestly, overall. But one thing that you had talked about, just about kind of the, the wage disparities there, um, you know, obviously Obama made it illegal for employers to tell you not to talk about pay at work. Um, so that's, that's one thing, like, I kind of try to, like, bring up and recently brought up with some folks who I used to work with at my last company. Frank was there for this conversation. Um, you know, discovered that I was making significantly more than one of the women on my team who, she, she had been on that team for longer. Um, she's definitely a lot younger than me, but it, the, the difference in pay there was just so dramatic considering that we both had the exact same, well, close to the same workload. Um, just felt really icky. It was just like that ick factor, you know? Um, and we didn't, we never talked about it while we actually worked there. This is, we both got laid off recently, so we talked about it afterwards. And I'm like, why didn't we talk about this while we're at work? And I mean, I would encourage that too, is talk about, talk about pay at work. I mean, it's uncomfortable at first and maybe really uncomfortable for some people, but I mean... Yeah, Something to, like that gotta, needs to be exposed, honestly. And you have to, like, know your worth. Like, this last company, I mean, I recently got laid off as well. Like, that's why we're podcasting, you know? Um, but you got you have to know your worth. Like, my last company, I was, like, they were recruiting me and wanted me and whatnot. And then even that, I was, like, and this is just because we, we, we have to fight for a seat at a table, you know? And we have not been fully accepted at the table all our lives, so... Uh, when I got this this last job um, when they were recruiting me they were like 
we really want you, blah, blah, blah. Like, what do you want? You know, like, what, what are your wants? And I was like, I was like, well, if I ask for this, will I be greedy? Am I being like this? Do I, I'm like, I'm not as experienced. You're not being greedy. Yeah. You're being gritty. Right? Is it, no, and then you're going through this whole, like, in your head, like, well, I want this, and I'm doing this, and that. And then I went in with these demands that were kind of, like, a little bit unrealistic for my experience, like, you know? But within 20 minutes, they were like, oh, well, we'll give you a call back. We have to go through this. Literally 20, 25 minutes, I got called back, and they accepted what I had, and I was like, Holy shit! And it made me like my. Like, should I have asked for more? Right, and you get to that, but then it's also like you know what? It bumped me to another bracket, you know, tax bracket and all that. And it's like if I wouldn't have asked, which comes with its own issues. It does, which sucks because you don't think of that. But also, like, I was like, well, I was just gonna ask for like you know maybe like a buck more or something. You know, like you were like, and I was like, no, I was like they've been recruiting me like pretty hard for like a month. They want you know, they, so I did this, this, and then when I came in talking about. People are like, well, there was a lady who I work with at this, and she was like, well, like, what do you, how come you're always like, you get a lot of vacation? And I was like, yeah, because I asked for a lot of vacation on my, and she's like, for real? She's like, I only have this, like, well, I have this much. She's like, how? And I was like, because I asked for it. I was like, I don't know. I was like, I literally just, and she's like, well, that's crap. I need to renew. I was like, well, I'm like, next time you have the power, like, do it. I literally, like, I called a, a, quote-unquote mentor and I was like should I ask for this or is that weird or like even in my later years you know like I, it was my late late third mid-30s you know and I was like and they were like yeah like what's the worst they say no and you're still in the and, and so we all forget that we have power we have power <laughs> and we're worth something and and there's a lot of money in these companies especially mortgages and for me and, and mortgages they were like they're always like oh we gotta move money around there's no money. I was like, BS. I was like, BS. Right. Yes. Like, well, and I'm thinking, so with your coworker who was like, how did you get that? I want that. Like, I think about like when I started with my last company, I really quickly, you know, I started as an SDR, really quickly got promoted to the manager of my team. Um, and I don't know, I started to, for the first time, I think in my life, that I can recall, I started to get that imposter syndrome. And I was like, I I didn't really know much about imposter syndrome, so I looked it up and I was like, oh my God, this is exactly what this is. Like, I've been in sales for a long time in the sales world, so I'm totally qualified to be doing this job. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, like, should I be here? Am I I good enough for this position? I mean, now I think with my mindset today, I can take a position like that and be like, hell yeah, I'm going to rock this. I totally am worthy of this position. But at the time, it was very much, and especially, you know, it was a very straight white environment. Um, I think I had, like, one coworker of color at the time. Um, and I felt, I felt all kinds of things. Like, A, did they only put me in this position to, like, up their diversity, um, make it seem like the company is more diverse? I think there's more to that now when I look in hindsight that maybe that is exactly what was happening. You were a diversity hire? Yeah, kind of. Or not necessarily a hire, but maybe that promotion had something to do with it. Um, and maybe even that you know, higher pay that I was getting than a lot of my other colleagues. Um, but then, so we started doing this career counseling through Boone Health, which is a really awesome organization. Um, and so I tr- decided to try it out did like a few months of sessions and talked to that counselor about 
um, imposter syndrome. And one thing that she said to me that just stuck out so much was she said, you know what, though, as long as you're putting in the work and the work is good, no one can say shit. And so I kind of clung on to that. And I'm like, hell yeah. Like, if even if I am a diversity hire, if I'm doing a good job and working my ass off, no one can say yeah. anything, right? And I mean, and then sometimes that's like, I mean, that that conservative view or those right, I don't want to say just right wing, but all those people, that's like grasping at straws. They always want to be like, oh, well, they were hired because they're of color. Or they were hired because they're like, but you never know that. You never, you never know if companies even have that in place. Some don't. Some, some, some like, I've heard of um, nameless resumes, which I was like, that's the way it Absolutely. should be. It should be nameless. And what, just look at resumes, how it goes, and you hire by that. Hire by number or something. <clears> because <throat> if you're that big, where if you have someone where it's like, literally like by name which i've known has happened i've heard people say this like in companies when i was younger which now i'm like baffled but i heard people be like oh i wouldn't hire this look at that name shaniqua something or this person like like francisco whatever that that's not they're not gonna work for this you know mm -hmm. what i mean and, and i've seen that like firsthand like in back offices and it's like i was way younger so like back then you just well that's how it is you know right which, but it's not like name nameless resumes like you said or anonymous application portals yeah. like companies are starting to implement these things because you know a lot of people who you know maybe are in that kind of cis straight white world are looking at you know dei initiatives and their immediate like knee-jerk reaction is to be like offended and think oh so you're just gonna hire them because he's gay you're just gonna hire him because he's brown it's like no that's not what's happening here there are ways to implement these DEI practices without it being that way. And I think that some companies are taking that route of, okay, well, let's just hire them because they're brown, you know? And that's that's not that's not a sustainable but, practice. Well, and also, like, though, in that defense, it's like, I mean, maybe you should if your company's 90% white. Maybe you should just be hired and be like, I need to hire some color. Like, if well, I, 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 think, mean, I think that there are ways that you can do that of you know maybe hosting a a networking event or yes. a job fair yes, yes. that is you know you target it at certain demographics right. and bring those people into the application yeah pool. you just can't tell your hr hire let me hire five black people hire five asians hire five latinos like exactly you to get still a pool that that is work that can do the job you know yeah and, and companies need to hire people to implement these dei practices like at, Again, the last company that I worked at, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack at that company, so I'm going to try not to get too into it every episode, um, but or especially this one since this is gritty work. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think that at that company, there was a lot of that, oh, we don't have enough people of color, let's just, let's just start hiring them, um, and, and let's start you know uplifting them. And it, it seemed very genuine at first, and then... At some point, it felt very performative because the people that they asked to run this kind of diversity committee, they weren't paying them any extra. They weren't, you know, lightening their workload outside of that. They were just putting more work on them to diversify the company and support the community. And it's like, no, if you're going to be having people do this incredibly important work, pay them to do it. Like exactly, it is it is really stressful work, especially for people who do fit in those more diverse bubbles of you know queer or POC. It is it is hard work to do, and it can 
be very mentally and emotionally taxing. And for you, for a company just to say, oh yeah, just do this. This will be your little side project. Like, no, this isn't a side project. And this it, is a full-time well, job. Well, and it could get resentful for those people working on those side projects. You know, they want to do it, but then it's like, it's also work. It's not, that's why companies have full, like, committees and, and departments that handle this. Because it's not, like, it's not an easy, breezy, like, here, it's that. It's very, it's very sensitive. And, and Absolutely. And, like, and a said, lot of opinions. Yeah, a lot of opinions. <laughs> it's, it's a very sensitive thing. And also, like, you do want to have, you know, like we said, diverse companies, but you want to have people that can get the work done as well. Absolutely. Like you said, you just don't want to hire out of a hat. You know? Right. Or, or, yeah, exactly. And, you know, perfect example, something Frank and I were talking about earlier is, you know, there's a lot of controversy and, again, a lot of opinions right now around the makeup artists that they hired to do Ursula's makeup oh in the new gosh. Little Mermaid movie. Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of people Ooh. who are just saying, you should have hired a queer makeup artist for this. And then the the actual makeup artist, his name's blanking on me. I don't remember. He replied and said he was really kind of hurt and offended by that. And he's cis straight, right? I, I believe so. I, I, I don't want to I don't want to say that because I'm not 100% sure where he stands. And you know, like we we get our news like y'all like just social media stuff. So it's like we got to double double check, right? Yeah. Well, and you know, I think that after that initial um, response, I think he probably would have said, you know, I am part of this community, yeah. um, which he didn't. And he just, you know, kind of doubled down and was like, I'm offended. This shouldn't just go to a queer person. I'm but, offended that your makeup was that bad. That's was. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was not very good. Like there, I follow a lot of drag queens on Instagram who could have done Ursula so much better than that. Um, but the that being shadow, said, Melissa McCarthy shadow. was amazing. Um, the eyeshadow, yeah. There was no blending. It was the just very lip, choppy. The little lip, like little, little like blush. I'm like, right. what is this porcelain doll, Ursula? Like, and then it was like uneven, right? And then those brows. It I was, saw Willem say something about those brows. Like they, they weren't yeah, cousins. Was, they weren't sisters. They were like. I don't remember, but it was, you know, Willow Distant Switch. relatives. Yeah, not even. It was, like, adopted <laughs> adopted cousins or something, you know? Like, right. I don't know. It's just that those eyebrows, I'm, like... Right. But, and, you know, and, I but think... We were ta- well, that's talking about work and getting hiring people that can get the job done. That man obviously could not get the job done. And, and it's I not mean, even that. It I think that. that, for me, it's more of representation and taking up space. And, like we were talking about, you know, the other day that if we don't take up space in places that have you know really been taken up by cis straight white you know heteronormative ideology basically um, if we don't take up those spaces it's never going to happen so happen. we need people like you know that makeup artist to understand it's not about you we don't hate you we don't i mean we hate your work. <laughs> and it, like we, but, you know, talk, even, even so, even if the that. work was amazing, I still think that it's about taking up space and people allowing queer and POC people to take up those spaces that they haven't had well, before. and I don't, but, I mean, not to be, like, contrary, but I don't think he needed to be queer or LGBT or of color. Just get the job done, you know? And, um, like... It's kind of what my Boone coach was saying. Of, yeah. If the work is good, no one can say shit. Yeah. So I guess in and, this case, and it wasn't good. <laughs> I mean, we and he can't. I mean, his initial reaction is he got offended, you know. But like, I mean, really, 
that's when you just have to take a step back, look at his work, and how much post work was done on that makeup too. You know what I, I mean? I don't even want to know. Like, <laughs> like how much post work could? I will say all of that aside, this Little Mermaid, best Disney remake I've seen so far. That's what everybody said. I still have to see it. I'm a huge fan, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe something's making me like not want to see it. I don't know because you know I'm a huge Ursula. I mean, Mermaid if I mean if you see it, see it for Halle Bailey. She is well, phenomenal. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see absolutely it. phenomenal. I'm gonna see it. I mean, she's great, <clears throat> and I'm excited for her so much. Yes, yes. oh, but love Ursula's her makeup, I can't. And it, and the whole thing is because. <laughs> She was inspired by a literal drag queen, Divine. Divine, right. Which is like the epitome of like a fuck it to heteronormative life and 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 being who you are. And somebody being, yeah, somebody absolutely. in the 60s was a big man in the 60s was out running around in Baltimore in a dress out in the streets stealing hams from stores stuffing them in his pocket. I said, this is great I was like and this is the person this was you can see that go just google divine slash Ursula and you see the exact you see people talk about how she's the inspiration you see the so that's the anger of the LGBT community there it's like you're, it's another thing that you're trying to a little we get we get nuggets and you're trying to get erase this nugget we know that we the LGBT community is smarter than you think and we know that that is based we we know what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, it's based we off. We see a, it. It's based off a queer icon, and that's why we're so angry that you gave her such an unfabulous face. Right. You know, <laughs> like seriously. But all to say, take up space. Take up that space in your workplace. Yes. Even if it's uncomfortable. Obviously, you know, if it's something that's puts you in danger, puts then you don't in danger do it. exactly. It makes you feel unsafe. Don't do it. But if you think that you can allow yourself to take up that space, especially in this month of pride, um, I encourage you to do it. Absolutely. We find someone that will appreciate who you are fully. I mean, that's what we're trying to do next in our next in our next career move, whatever. But I mean, like we said, we're now we're just podcasting. But I know for sure anywhere else that I go work next has to meet my standards. I just I just don't have to meet theirs. I, they also have to meet mine, and that's another thing we forget. Absolutely. We're so easy, like, let's. we need this money, we need this paycheck, but also, remember that it fits your your compass, whatever it is, not morally, standard-wise, money-wise, uh, like, anything, health-wise, you know, um, just let it, for. it's not all about the company, remember, it's it's your life, and so, be right. pri- I guess, be prideful in, in what you do and how you get it done, and Absolutely. You are worth way more than your company will ever admit to you. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, is that it? I mean, I feel like, I feel like we're 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 at a good close here. Yeah. Yeah. But thanks for listening to us again. And, uh, it'll just get better and, and we'll talk more and, and, you know, this is new and thanks for coming along the the ride with us. Like, yeah, absolutely. And again, check out happy cup here in in Portland, Portland. Boom. Um, And then we will see you again next Thursday for our next episode, uh, title TBD, but we will announce that soon on Instagram. Um, Yeah. And yeah, keep in, you'll see, uh, follow us on socials, uh, Gritty Gays everywhere. Um, Gritty Gays. So we're going to start really digging into this. So uh, thanks again. And 
you guys have a great rest of your weekend slash weekend and start pride off fun do something yes. do something that you want pride to you is going down to uh, the waffle house and having a big old waffle and cup of coffee then do it me and diners why do I go back oh, to a yes. diner I'm sorry, I love diners apparently <laughs> I mean, I need to, like, hang out. Like, of guy. course, we're closing out with the fucking Portland police going by over here. You know, <laughs> the bridge right there. Oh, yeah, the bridge. Anyway. Oh, got big pink. You saw that there for a second. We, yeah. need, to, we need to get a better camera, honestly. So we will. We're working on it. We will. Uh, we'll set up all that stuff. And, <clears throat> yeah. And Drop a comment. Let us know what you thought. Let us know what you want to see in future episodes. episodes. What do you guys want us to talk about? What do you guys want us to tackle? Um, yeah. You guys have a good one. Yeah. Yep. Security gaze. Bye. Security gaze. Bye.